0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to discover new dimensions of peace, awareness, joy, creativity, healing, and fulfillment in your life? Welcome to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life with your host, Michael Lott. On this program, we will explore what it means and how to embrace your very own full spectrum life. Get ready to explore your light through the prism of your host, Michael Lott, and journey with us to expand your life into new realms of higher potential. Here is your host, Michael Lott.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Uh, so happy uh, to have you all listening. Um, you are listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life, and I am your host, Michael Lott. Um, you can follow me on various social media channels. Uh, social media is just such an amazing tool today to get the message out. So I would appreciate if you could connect on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all of those things. You can find them on my website at michaellott.com. There's links there. And there's also links on the Voice America radio page, which you will, you're probably listening from right now. And you can click on those and, and connect with me. So, um, today we have an amazing guest and we're going to be talking about building our willpower and assertiveness muscles. And with me today is the beautiful and lovely Angelique Meadow. And her her business and the way that your 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 name out into the world is the Will You Guru.
2: Hi, yes. Hi. So
1: we're so happy you're here with me today. Thank
2: you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. What a pleasure.
1: Yay. Well, as I really want to start doing with the beginning of these shows, um, I want to start with a little bit of an inspiration that 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 I've had and Great. curious how maybe this connects with you and the show today. Um, but these last couple of days, and actually it goes further out than that. It's been the last couple of weeks. Um, sometimes when I wake up, wake up in the morning in particular, sometimes it happens throughout the day, but particularly in the morning and I've had a lot of dreams or feel like as a, as, as a highly sensitive person and empath, like I'm picking up on not only the things that I'm healing through in my life, but also the world's healing through, and I feel that in such a really big way. And so just the other day when I was waking up, I was just like, what, what is it that I need to do this morning? Because a lot of times that density that I feel, it's not something that stays very long, but it's just there in my body. Like it's just waiting for me to either do some conscious breathing or go outside. Um, sometimes journaling can write, but a lot of times for me lately, it's really this being in my body and feeling my body and, and mm-hmm. moving it. So the other morning, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I feel like I need to get outside and run. So cool. I went outside, did my little run thing, came back to the house, and I turned around and I saw this just most amazing picture. And it was the sun that was, it was, it was really hazy out. Mm-hmm. But you could see that the sun was, so it was clear and it was white behind the haze, and it 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 just gave me this feeling like it was burning through the haze. Perfect. And it was like exactly what I was doing by you know taking some time to nurture myself that morning and just move through that haze mm-hmm. that was there. And to me, that was just really inspirational because some of my clients and things out there, I've, and people have. I'm hearing or going through the same kind of thing where you have just, just it's hard to get moving, you know, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff going on. And so what better way to do it than to get outside, mm-hmm. experience nature. absolutely, Tune into your body and <laughs> breath and um, really just let that energy move.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm with you. I agree completely. And how brilliant of you to be aware enough that when you woke up, you asked, I think the words you used, what do I need to do? Um, Mm. Another way that I suggest with clients is to ask, what is best for me today? Or what is best for me right now? Oh, that's awesome. And it does allow us to tap into our own nature, literally, and intuition. And then choose to use our willpower to walk forward and do that thing.
1: That's awesome. So today we're really going to highlight... Um, and get into this this topic of willpower. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting one for me. Um, I've really come from the, the background of thinking about it, of just being assertive in your life. Mm-hmm. I think we've had this discussion before, you know, because um, willpower, that word willpower, has always had a little bit of attaining of ego attached with it because society, you know, it's like for, this force energy. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of that in my life, so I'm really excited to hear your, um, your, what has inspired you, and um, maybe even go back a little bit to what what was some of the first experiences that you had that really took you on this journey with this concept of willpower, and um, what does it mean to you as well?
2: Wow, great questions. You know, willpower is really misunderstood, and I do believe that's in great part due to the fact that. We misunderstand ourselves. And we have more than just one part of ourself. We're very associated here in America with thinking. And our thinking we often associate with who we are. So we get tied up in identifying with our thoughts. Like if I say, Mm -hmm. I am a writer or I am a good cook. Well, if I'm tied up with that, that means that if I no longer can write and I no longer can cook, then I no longer exist. Because I am those things.
1: Or what if you make a mistake when you're cooking?
2: Right. Oh, right, no. You know, then you kind of get to judge myself if i do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go there? It's criticism. There's enough of that in the world. Um, but with willpower, if we can get to the point where we're recognizing that we're more than just our thoughts. Mm. We also have feelings, and those feelings are not just something to be run over, squelched, pushed down, or ignored, that those feelings actually have wisdom to them. And if we can tap into those feelings, that can help us to make our willpower choices actually work. So, for example, if I say that I am on a diet And I'm thinking, okay, I am on a diet. I just signed up for one. But my feelings say I want a piece of chocolate cake. Then all of me isn't on a diet. My thoughts are (laughs) on a diet, but my feelings are not. So one minute Uh I will be exercising on a treadmill, and the next minute I'll be eating a chocolate cake. And I'm the same person. So that kind of sabotage of one minute being one way and another minute being another is truly just a lack of integration of who we really are. And defining willpower in the old paradigm, Mm -hmm. willpower was force. It was, I am going to make myself do something. It doesn't matter how much it hurts. It doesn't matter how much I have to sweat. It doesn't matter how much pain I have to go through. I'm going to force myself to do something. Well, We have plenty of examples in this world of why that doesn't work. We cannot force ourselves to not have the feelings we're having. They're still going to be there. We can ignore them, deny them, (laughs) squelch them, crush them, (laughs) criticize them, but they're still there. Oh my gosh. So this new paradigm of willpower is not about force. The new paradigm of willpower is about acceptance. It's about acceptance of our thoughts and our feelings. Of course, in order to get to acceptance, we have to actually start to look at who are we and what are my feelings?
1: So with that, (laughs) what were some of the first things that you had to look at on this journey that that really took you down into that place of seeing this this difference and these, these, you know, the thinking, feeling, and experiencing it to the point where it really clicked and, What changes did you have to make in your
2: life? Oh, gosh. Well, I have always had a love for humanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a really deep love for whatever part we are, whatever struggle we're going through, uh, whatever part or place we are in this world. And it was very difficult for me to fully comprehend why people had to go through so much struggle. Mm -hmm. Why so much pain, Um, Whether it started in in childhood, just watching people around me suffer from their own addictions or depression, etc. Why is it that one minute that they could be one way and the next minute they were another? It doesn't mean we can't change. That's not the same thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about um, being driven uncontrollably, so to speak, Mm. by something, whether it's our thoughts which could be just insensitive, in, incessant. Excuse me, incessant worry, <laughs> uh-huh. or our feelings, which m- might be more of "I'm not good enough," and those incessant type of driving feelings and behaviors made a person, drove a person to struggle, and so it was. It was hard to me to watch for me to watch that kind of suffering going on around mm-hmm. me, and being the person that I am I just truly wanted to love that love the people and Mm -hmm. see if there was a way that I could help with that personally I had a struggle with food when I was young Mm -hmm. so the the diet analogy really makes sense to me what I mentioned earlier Um, when I was young I was a size 16 that was in sixth grade and for you guys who don't know what numbers that turns (laughs) out to be that's quite overweight um, and it got to a point where I, was, I would hide food in my room and um, I just felt that I could never get enough food. I couldn't feel that feeling of being hungry. And I just, being, being that person who never stopped asking why, I looked into myself and asked myself, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel hungry why do I have the desire to eat when I just ate a whole box of donuts?
1: So when did you first start asking yourself that?
2: Well, I'm an unusual person. So I started really early. Who knows? It could have been four years old, four or five years old. I started questioning things like that. But when I got to, down to the root of it, which we all can once we start looking, I was trying to feed a, a void. It wasn't feeding my stomach. It's, it's like the story of the hungry ghost. There's a, a marvelous monk who wrote a book uh, called Being Dharma. And he talks about how the hungry ghost will just continue to eat because uh-huh. it's not trying to feed its stomach. It doesn't even have one. So I was being a hungry ghost and I was trying to fill the void of not feeling the love or attention or support or comfort or nurturing that I was truly seeking. I I was seeking that from my outside sources through family at the time because I was young Mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting what I felt that I needed. And so without consciously trying to decide, okay, I'm going to eat a box of donuts. I just went ahead and this was one of the ways that I started doing that. Now, in my family, we had... A sort of predisposition for that sort of thing. And we are all come into this with DNA and genetic reasons that we're preconditioned mm-hmm. for certain weaknesses, but it doesn't mean that we have to be controlled by those weaknesses. And that's truly what will lack of willpower is. It's giving our power away to that fear, to that desire, to that unmet need and saying, I can't help it. And not claiming that that I, Mm -hmm. who couldn't help it, is actually part of me.
1: So, what I'm hearing from you is that, and what I resonate to from in my life, is that at every moment, we actually have a choice. We have a choice to look at what's going on under the surface and get to the core of what's driving us to do or crave or... um, you know need some certain energy I'll call yes. it an energy in our life, um, but we all have a choice to either look at it or just act on whatever that external thing is, whatever that craving is attached to.
2: Yes, so for example, even in in the example that I gave, when I got down to my true unmet need, which was a need for love and attention um, at that time some of my favorite places to get love and attention in a healthy way was to spend time with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. She was awesome. I loved spending, spending time in her garden mm-hmm. and being outside and um, being in her kitchen. So that was one of the ways that I could do that. I, I chose to spend a couple weeks in the summer times with her. Um, but as a child, you know, we have fewer choices, fewer options. As an adult, we could, also make healthy choices like that if we have a need to get some sort of attention or love or feeling of self-worth sure we have to do that internally Mm -hmm. but one of the ways we can do it externally is to make healthy choices for example i can choose to phone a friend i can choose to take a walk i can choose to meditate i can choose to take a swim i could choose to make love to someone who I'm in love with. Anything that is honoring me and those around me, that's a healthy choice. The opposite would be to choose an unhealthy choice, which is the sabotage, which is eating the box of donuts, having a one-night stand, um, you know, getting drunk. There are any number of sabotaging choices.
1: Don't you think that, I know one one thing that I've, that's been really important for me to, when to say to myself when I'm doing that that it's okay, you know, like it's okay that I want um, to eat more than I need to. It's okay as part of the acceptance of going through that. I have I have to be okay with both sides of the picture, but then oh, also sure. look at okay, how do I really want to feel as well? Like what? How do I really want to live my life? There's kind of like a balance of. You know what I'm saying? Yes with that.:
2: Yes, we can't, we can't jump ship. It, you know, we, we can't expect ourselves to one minute be an addict to any form of sabotage, and then the next minute be completely oh clean. Uh, loving ourselves through that, that process way. is important, but that doesn't mean excusing ourselves for a behavior that we know we could have done better, either. Yeah. So that's totally that's enabling ourselves to be a saboteur and there's a big difference. But we know what the difference is. Really, we do. don't we? We we know it. We can feel it in our gut.
1: We do. But it's <laughs> it's part of this process. Right. It's part of right. slowing down a little bit
2: mm-hmm. and
1: maybe getting a little help, which I know that's one of the things that you do. Um we both have our our practices where we help people work through all kinds of different situations in their lives. Um so, we're going to move off to break, a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get right back to our topic here. Awesome.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Michael Lott is an angelic medium and spiritual catalyst. You can now book a private consultation or mentoring package with Michael at michaellott.com. It's time to break through into new dimensions in your life, expand your perspectives, and open yourself up to new possibilities. One hour, 30 minute, and custom packages are available. Whether you are interested in healing, developing your intuition, mentoring, or connecting with your angels or a deceased loved one, let Michael work with you. Visit www.michaellott.com. Remember, that's two T's, michaellott.com. Inside Out is the voice of the inner revolution. Join host Beth Green and co-host James Maynard for a weekly program empowering humanity to change. We heal traumas getting in our way, see ourselves more clearly, overthrow stale and destructive personal and social traditions, explore a new liberating spirituality, meet guests who are challenging old ways, and join up with others who are changing themselves and our world. Listen for Inside Out. Live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life with Michael Lott. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Michael at MichaelLott.com. Now, back to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Um, So, Glad I'm here talking with the wonderful Angelique Meadow. Um, we're talking about willpower and assertiveness, and how um, how we can really get to the core of making good choices in our life. That where we're where we're on our own side, you know, <laughs> instead of uh, letting different kinds of other experiences in our life m- keep us from, or addictions to things keep us from being our best self. So. In continuing what we started talking about earlier, why don't we kind of talk about ways and tools? Like, what are ways to build those muscles so that we can make good choices?
2: Oh, great, great, great um, question. It doesn't have to be hard. So first of all, many of us who have struggled with addictions or um, just frustrations in general we often have a belief that it has to be difficult in order for us to achieve this thing or in order to let go of the addiction. So it's it's a good idea to really allow ourselves to accept the fact that it doesn't have to be difficult. I mean, sure, we're gonna have hard moments, but if we believe in the struggle, if we believe it's gonna have to be really hard in order to overcome it, it is. It's gonna be, uh-huh. we'll find a way our unconscious will find a way to make it difficult because that means we've earned it. And very often with addiction comes a lower self-worth and if we don't believe that we are good enough to have it easy and overcome our addiction easily, then we look for ways to punish ourselves to make it more difficult or almost impossible to actually overcome it. So if we can just, first of all, Be willing to be open to the idea that it could be easy. And even just saying that, say it out loud. I'm willing to be open to the idea that it could be easy.
1: I'm willing to be open to the idea that it could be easy.
2: (laughs) Right. And just that willingness, it unlocks something in our soul, in our heart. It unlocks something that allows us to receive
1: I have another thought that just popped into my mind that I think is important to share. One of the affirmations that I used to use when I, right before I left corporate America, my first kind of jumping off point for my own self Mm -hmm. in some of these areas. And I would say, I'm open and available to more good than I've ever experienced, realized, or imagined before. Mm -hmm. And that started something huge in my life. Yes. Like it was a new way of thinking that yes. we're talking about.
2: And it's brilliant too. Even in your word choice, you said it's a new way of thinking. Okay. So thinking is 50% of this body thinking. And then the other half is feeling. What about so, being? Well, being wouldn't be in the body, would it?
0: That's a good thought. <laughs> is it,
1: is it the merge of the two of them or is it?
2: Well, you know, it's manifestation. We have we have thinking and we have feeling here, but being doesn't isn't limited by the body. Anyway, that that's another topic. But yeah. but um, I had brought that up because it's really important to look at when you say hey, a new way of thinking. A new way of thinking is important, and at the same time, if we have the old way of feeling, mm. which is it's going to be hard sitting inside the body that also has the new way of thinking, which it's going to be easy. We're going to be like a vehicle that is going 50 miles an hour forward saying that it's going to be easy and then pulling the Jake brake or, or pulling the, the emergency brake and stopping ourselves along the way because the feelings also have willpower. It's not just the thinking. So it's important for us to ask, is all of me willing to be open to the idea that it could be easy. You might have a bunch of feelings come up in your body, and literally feelings are in the body. So you might feel a tightness in your solar plexus area. You might feel a tightness in your chest or your throat. That is a sure sign that not all of you is willing. So there's something in the feeling that is holding you back from being willing. And so step two is after you've Thought about being willing, you can ask yourself, is all of me willing to be open to the idea that this could be easy? And once we find out that there is some resistance to that in our feelings, we can ask ourselves, what part of my feeling is resisting the idea that this could be easy? And basically, this gets us open to looking at ourselves getting to know our feelings and those feelings really are a treasure chest and yes they can feel like pandora's box at times oh
1: absolutely
2: (laughs) but the deal is they have the same amount of power whether we know that they're there or not all those feelings are manifesting our everyday living whether we know what they are or not
1: so what i heard from you which is something that my whole life I've always been one a person to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times I ask them to myself, you know. So to me, what I'm hearing is one of the best ways that we can really learn about ourselves and go deeper is to ask ourselves those questions. Mm-hmm. And for me, um I'm really my body's very sensitive. And so my body will immediately give me um a feeling and a if, it's something, if it's something that um, I haven't been paying attention to and it's a pain, I will ask that pain. So, what is it that you want me to know? What is it that, that, I, that I'm needing to look at? Mm-hmm. And um, if it doesn't come right away, it will come. It
2: will come. Mm-hmm. It, we mustn't be so impatient with ourselves that we <laughs> expect to have all the answers immediately, but the answers are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who may not have delved into your feelings before or had delved into them and got so afraid that you shut down and went back into whatever addiction that you have been into, I can help through that fear. And that's where someone who's been down that path, with many an addict, as I have, um, it's easier when you're going to hike a mountain that you take a guide. You you wouldn't expect to go out and hike the Everglades without someone who's done it before.
1: So one of my questions Mm -hmm. is, um, I I feel like the people out there may be interested because someone that has this experience has and and this awareness has obviously had some of their own addictions and things in their life that have they've had to look at. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular with you that you would like to share?
2: Oh, about? like struggles I've overcome. Yeah. That,
1: oh. that, any any particular sure. one that you, that comes up for sure. you? Sure.
2: Well, I mentioned the food and food. Um, is a an addiction and struggle that most women have because of the way our society has raised our women. So So food if, is one.
1: If that is the one, how did you utilize these tools to make a shift for you?
2: So for example, let's say I was back in like when I was 9 and I was <laughs> I was hiding food like a box of donuts and um I realized, okay, I'm eating this whole box of donuts and I'm still hungry, like I mentioned. And I'll go back to my feelings and say, all right, what am I hungry for? What do I need? What is best for me right now? Any of those questions. And none of them would have the answer, donuts, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because the donuts are going in place of what I actually need. Mm-hmm. What I need is love. What I need is attention. What I need is affection. And because I wasn't getting it in a healthy way, I was choosing to meet it in an unhealthy way. Those, the source of addictions is healthy. The source of addictions is a need, a healthy need is usually to be loved in one way or another so then once i worked through the feelings of recognizing okay i need attention affection etc if i couldn't get it through the direct means of family then i also started my own meditation practice which is a form of self-care nurturing and a whole lot of information in the beginning when we start to meditate we might only just get frustrated because we have a whole lot of thoughts we haven't let go of, but over time we not only get a greater awareness of who we are, but we get a greater awareness of everything and that's a a nurturing of not only the for example, the angelique that I was born into, but that's a nurturing of the spirit overall it's a it's a nurturing that surpasses. Any experience connection. that I'm having in my day-to-day life practice. So I did that. And then it was just the the willpower choice. Okay, now that I know that I need love and affection, if I can't get it directly through family, I can get it somewhat indirectly by going through and starting a meditation, doing my meditation practice. And then I can also do physical activities that are nurturing to me. So... I enjoyed swimming, I so I would go swimming. I um, would also do nice things for people in my neighborhood, which allowed me to give nurturing even though I didn't feel like I could receive it or care for family members and things like that. Um, so those are ways that I chose to actively and healthfully meet my need for love and affection. So that's just the food issue. Then um, I ended up choosing to be in relationships with folks who had addictions. Now, they may have addictions now. I don't know. Um, but that was something that started in my my family life as well. There were addicts in my family. And so it was a normal part of life. And usually with any sort of form of addiction, whether it's alcohol, drugs, you know, uh, behaviors, that's not the only addiction they usually run in threes or there's more than one and Mm -hmm. with most addicts if they're underground then lying goes with that as well so consciously I wasn't aware that these gentlemen had addictions and they certainly weren't outward about telling me that they had them subconsciously unconsciously I would imagine that I probably was aware at some level so it could help me work out my own issues. That I would say that's the, the hardest addiction that I ever had to overcome. And the most difficult thing I ever had to do in my life was to end a relationship with a man that I was absolutely madly in love with who chose his addictions consistently over a relationship with me. And I couldn't handle that because it was, up there. of course... With certain addictions, you have a lot of abuse that goes with that, um, and physical abuse isn't the only kind of abuse. We've, I'm sure you've read or heard about other types of emotional abuse that takes sometimes lifetimes to get over. <laughs> so, so what I had to do in that is once I recognized, all right, this isn't just being in love with this gentleman. This isn't just being in love with the guy, which has its own addiction. This is beyond that. This is I feel like I can't stop myself from wanting to be with him. This feels like a needy kind of, oh my gosh, I have to have it.
1: So what is it that you needed? Well,
2: what I needed was to uh, have a a wonderful, loving relationship with someone who had mastered himself. That's what I wanted, but you know, unconsciously there was part of me who also wanted to be with an addict because I was with an addict. I mean, just look at the outside. And that's what I was with. So what I had to do from that point, once I acknowledged that, is I had to get to the feelings of, okay, well, why is it okay for me to continue to be do this behavior? Why do I feel this way? So same kind of situation as with the donuts, really.
1: So I'm just curious, because did you find at all in your scenario that in relationship that on some level you were needing to have a deeper relationship with yourself as well in that process. Was that part of your journey in that particular? You know, particular?
2: there's, I would say yes and no. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't deep. I mean, there's certainly. Um,
1: Don't we always way, continue? Isn't this whole life journey about continuing to deepen?
2: Sure. Would you and, and grow. And, and I would, I would and say that. To- but it, for me, what I didn't, what I really didn't understand was, the family systems kind of genetic programming that we're born in with. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get, I I just didn't comprehend, it wasn't part of my learning growing up. I didn't comprehend the fact that if I was born into a situation where there was addictions in my family, that I could be predisposed to continuing to surround myself with people who were like that without being consciously aware of it. So what had to happen was that in the deepening of my relationship with myself, Mm -hmm. I learned something about the process of life. And the process of life is we have an imprint the same way that a little duckling, when it's born, will imprint with whatever animal it first sees and it thinks it's its mother. Well, Mm -hmm. we are imprinted with certain behavior patterns, not only from our environment and what kind of people we're in our family, but through yeah. our DNA. So it's really important for us as we get to know who we are to recognize what our predispositions are. And then we can work to avoid them. If we're driving down the street and there's a curve sign, we know the curve is coming. So we can slow down or we can take another street if, it, mm-hmm. if it's blocked off. Getting to know ourselves on that level and what we're predisposed to doing means that we have more of a direct, conscious, aware choice in what we're going to do.
1: So, so that's a really powerful um thing for each one of you all that are listening, and m- myself as I'm sitting here listening to Angelique, you know, just taking some time. Um, to me meditation is the most one of the most important things that we can do in our lives to connect with our soul with our higher self with whatever you call that essence that we are that is non-physical that we we choose to come in here and house this body for a period of time to learn these things and grow Um, I don't think there's any reason to have this life experience at all if we don't get to come in here and actually learn and grow through these different experiences um, and learn to reclaim parts of ourselves, which is what I'm hearing in this process is, is a reclaiming of who we are, the essence, and that we actually have a choice. We're not victims of these imprints that we come into and, and, and have parts of, but in reclaiming, our will and, and and that ability to be assertive and choose what it is that our soul really desires and not choosing from a state or a place of what those imprints are um, first starts with learning what the imprints are, what mm-hmm. those feelings are, what those um repetitive, because to me, I learned through repetition, I learned through practice, I learned through. Getting my hands wet and dirty in the in in this experience, and when the when I have the same cycle hit me again and again, and then at some point I will be ready to go and take the deeper dive, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I really resonate with with everything that you're saying, um, and we are just about to go on break again. And when we come back, I'd I'd like to kind of focus on where where people um, what you would recommend them and where to start on this journey. If they're just noticing that they have some um, specific repetitive patterns in their life or tendencies that they're realizing are not helping them at this point, um, laying out some ground um, particular steps, Mm -hmm. um, very fundamental and basic to start as to where Where to go and how to get help. And we'll be back in just a moment to talk about that.
0: The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Michael Lott is an angelic medium and spiritual catalyst. You can now book a private consultation or mentoring package with Michael at michaellott.com It's time to break through into new dimensions in your life expand your perspectives and open yourself up to new possibilities 1 hour, 30 minute and custom packages are available whether you are interested in healing developing your intuition mentoring or connecting with your angels or a deceased loved one let Michael work with you visit www.michaellott.com remember that's two T's michaellott.com
2: Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific time 4 p.m eastern time on the voice america seventh wave channel
0: the voice america seventh wave channel seek greater awareness are listening to exploring the full spectrum life with michael lott to reach our show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to michael at michael now back to exploring the full spectrum life
1: Hello, everybody. Um, you just heard the number to call in. We would love to have you all call in if you have a question or send an email to michael at com, And we'll, we'll get to any questions at this last uh, juncture of the show here. Um, we we wanted to kind of get back to one of the big areas that the show was, the title of the show and in the description, which was about, you know, I don't know about you all out there that are listening, but one of the big things with this willpower concept and assertiveness is, um, many times in my life early on, I would do things that I didn't really want to do. So I would be asked or put in situations or that sort of thing. And, and I didn't really want to do them, but I didn't feel like I had the, um, that true power within myself. Like I, I didn't feel safe. Um, saying no when I didn't really want to. And that's been probably my biggest um, core journey of my life has been learning to just step out of those comfort zones and, and feel and really notice to, and ask myself the question, is that something that I really want to do? But I would have to go through the initial stages of going you know, through it and then feeling terrible after. And then going, why do I feel terrible? And then, then eventually over time, you know, I, I would work that into resolution in certain areas, but then find in other ones it was still there, just as strong, you know. But my life over the last twenty years has been working on that, and it's not something that has been overnight. It's been a gradual, gradual thing, and it still comes up today. But I, am conscious enough to always ask myself the question: Is is that true? Is that really something that I want to do? So, bringing this energy into what we've been talking about, um, also to me, one of the things that's so important is nurturing ourselves. Taking the time, I know on my journey, that that's, was probably one of the biggest steps to really um, look at my own assertiveness and will power was to start nurturing myself. Because I would have a tendency to give all of my energy away mm-hmm. in situations, and I'd want to help everybody just because I liked helping, and I needed that that reassurance, you know, through helping. So, I think it's really um, a, a really powerful point to 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 notice in each one of your lives, the listeners out there. Uh, what it when when you're going about your day, um, is there Something in your life that, that you could honestly say right now that you're doing that you don't really want to do. That's that's the, the big question here to me is, is there anything in your life, if you could lay all your life out in front of you and you could look at each each area, is there anything on your plate right now that you really does not resonate to your heart? Because the first step from what what we've been talking about today is, Um, awareness and looking at it and just acknowledging that that's happening. Right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Kudos to you for recognizing that you were doing things that you didn't want to do. And life is beautiful for us that way. Um, Even if we do things that either we know aren't best for us or that we don't want to do, we get to know that right away because we end up having the results which are guilt shame regret and the guilt shame and regret can last a lifetime until we forgive ourselves. so those are good signs for us that we can work on our willpower muscle if we're feeling regret guilt shame we're doing things that are not best for us
1: oh my gosh that is that's been the core of so much of suffering in Absolutely. in my life. And um, honestly, I think it's really important because there's a lot of really highly sensitive people out there and um, people are starting to understand more and more that their sensitivity, there's something more to it, that it is a gift
0: mm-hmm.
1: that must be recognized because within this sensitivity is your ability to connect with your feelings is mm-hmm. your ability to, um, feel these energies and this, your soul Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and your ability to recognize what it is that at the heart of hearts of a matter that you really want to do. Mm -hmm. And I I would like to throw some questions out there because lately I've, I've been seeing clients in my own practice that um, I just went to, to Atlanta and talked with a lot of different people and they're, is this um, common belief that once you're in a relationship, you know, or a marriage or something like that, that you're destined to stick it out until even if every bit of you that doesn't want to do it or does not feel like you're connecting on the same wavelength that, that it's like this contract with suffering um, instead of, okay, wait a minute, this isn't working. Like just acknowledging, starting from that point of acknowledgement. What if on this show today, we could put that energy out for each one of you? Because there's not a person, I do not believe that on a day-to-day that doesn't have something that they're still learning about connecting with um, in this way. And we're always evolving. We're always having new desires birth. And so, in the moment of an old desire that doesn't work in our lives, we still have to connect with this energy of okay, acknowledging that this old, um, the old petals in our life, it's time for them to fall away and it's time to make a conscious choice to let them go. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, in my experience, this is like an ever, this is one of the most important um, tools and awarenesses in our whole life experience
2: mm-hmm.
1: is connecting with the truth within. Because life is always changing. Life is always bringing new desires and opportunities and mm-hmm. things. And there's all these birth and rebirth cycles. So, we have to let something go to then move on to something new. So, right. it's, it's, this is an amazing concept
2: right well we have to be willing to go on the ride of life first of all right we if we go kicking and screaming we <laughs> cause ourselves a lot of suffering so what so. if we
1: put that out there as a question mm-hmm. for everybody right now are you willing for each one of you out there listening today are you willing to look at that uncomfortable place in your heart right now or your life and ask yourself, is that my truth or not? And may that be the first step, right? As Absolutely. We've been talking about. We have
2: to be willing. We have to be willing to look. And if we recognize that our thinking is willing and our feeling is not, then we can dig a little deeper and say, okay, I accept that I feel unwilling. What would have to happen for me to feel willing? See, that's an easy way to get into it. Just ease into it and say, ease. what would have to happen for me to feel willing? And then just wait for the answer. Again, it doesn't have to come in five minutes. It might come instantly. It might come in five days. It might come in five weeks. Whenever you're ready for it. What would have to happen for me to feel willing? And another way to look at it is to ask yourself, how am I benefiting from being unwilling?
1: Now, that's a powerful one right there.
2: It can be kind of scary to Mm -hmm. to find those answers, but there there are some real benefits to being disempowered and being unwilling. Or we wouldn't be in the situations of addiction and sabotage that we are. So it's important to look at that flip side or the shadow side of how am I benefiting from being addicted? How am I benefiting? And it doesn't mean just on a thinking scale here. Like uh, An example of how I used that was when I had had some um, physical problems where I had to have a surgery. And my when I was having the physical problems, it also required that I was not intimate with the person that I was with at the time. So, even though, you know, that the sexual experiences could happen, they were going to be painful. And literally, the relationship overall was painful as well. So, it was a reinforcement that every single time that I got close to this man, it was painful. <laughs> not, not just emotionally, uh-huh. but physically as well. So there are some backwards kind of benefits that we can get from certain situations, and mm. it's it's letting go of judging that and just looking at it and saying, "Oh, well, how how is it possible? How could I benefit from having this physical trauma? Mm-hmm. How how am I benefiting from this?" Well, just take a look at it, and if you look at it. Without judging, almost as if you're looking at it from a helicopter, you're looking at the situation from outside of yourself, it's easier to look at it and see. But when we're willing, that's the first key. And then the next key, just to applying willpower every single day and every moment is to ask what is best for me right now? What is best? And that's not necessarily what you want. You might want to get drunk. But what you want and what's best are very different things. And once we tap into intuition by truly connecting with nature, meditation, walk, and our own nature of who we are, what's best for us actually turns out better in the end. So then once we find out what's best for us, we can just choose to use our willpower to walk forward and do that thing
1: when you say meditation and is like the opening the door to me it opened the door in my life to connecting with like you were saying using the word nature the nature of self the nature whatever that means
2: mm-hmm. um, it's Life, it's been an all amazing door it's a door it's a willingness it's being willing to open the door, being willing to find out what's on the other side.
1: So that's our big finish question for the day. Wrap it up again with, are you willing? Are you
2: willing? Are you willing? And if you're having trouble going ahead and doing these things, being willing on your own, or you can't find out, you can't figure out why you're not willing, give me a, give me a buzz. Um, you can email me. You can type in um, willyou.guru, which is my website, and click on Ask Angelique. You can type in your deeper question about your struggle with willpower, and one person who is going to ask their question that way today is going to be entered into the possibility of winning a free consultation with me, and you can attend my workshop this Saturday as well for, for free if you win that. Um, if you're in the Knoxville area and you'd like to join me this Saturday, you can come this afternoon. Um, so, wait a afternoon. second
1: now. Oh. Tell me when is your workshop? I didn't hear. It's this this Saturday. Saturday. This
2: Saturday, one thirty to three thirty, we talk about intuition, nature, willpower, and assertiveness. Um, Three thirty to four thirty, we have some short fifteen minute private sessions, and then five to six, we have a hands on workshop applying new tools to flex your willpower and assertiveness muscles. This is hands on, baby.
1: Fantastic. So, you're going to get into some real experiences with people. Absolutely.
2: Their personal experiences. It doesn't mean you have to lay out everything on the table for everybody if you're shy, but it does mean that you can start working with that willpower muscle and flexing it in the public, even if it just means saying no to certain things out loud in situations that you would have said yes to before. That's a step.
1: Fantastic. Well, Thank you so much, Angelique, for being a part of the show today and for Thank sharing you. your um, wisdom that and, and experiences that are evolving this amazing gift that you have to share with people. And it's so timely right now for all of us coming into our own to hear this and to see what you have to offer. So, if if you'd like to get a get a hold of me, you can always go to michaelott.com at any time. Thank you you all so much for listening today. You have been listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life. And I am your host, Michael Lott. We look forward to talking with you next week. Um, Next week, we have special guest, Sarah Griscom. And we're going to be talking about um, everyday intuition. So we're going to really get into um, a lot of different layers of intuition. So I'm excited about that. So stay tuned next week. Same time, same place. (music)
0: Thank you for joining us this week for Exploring the Full Spectrum Life. Be sure to tune in again for another edition with host Michael Lott next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.